Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Pastor Jim's desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application to our daily lives. You may have heard some people say that God does not keep His promises. Yet, when you press that a little further, you often find out that God never made the promises many people are claiming He made. Sometimes it is true that God has made the promises people are talking about, but He hasn't just kept them yet. The truth is that God does make promises, and He does keep them. However, He keeps them in His time, not ours. After years of waiting for God's promise of a son, Abraham and Sarah have their long-awaited miracle baby. Let's join Pastor Jim in Genesis 21 for part one of his message, A Miraculous Birth. As hard as it may seem to be, or believe at times, God keeps his promises. Now, I need to put an asterisk on that. God keeps his promises that he makes. He doesn't keep the promises that he doesn't make. There's a second asterisk. While God keeps his promises, he keeps them in his time, not in our time, which we've said before, at times, can mean quite a long time of waiting. Now, one of the things I love about today's young people, there's many things I love about today's young people, but one of the things I love about today's young people is for a lot of them, I can talk to them about music because they're into the music of my generation. <laughs> and I was driving in my car the other day and just kind of going through the stations and I, and I heard a, a song way back in 1981, long before I was born, but 1981... <laughs> Uh, from Tom Petty, a song called The Waiting, and he was singing, The Waiting is the Hardest Part. And I was like, true, Tom, too. He's no longer alive. Yet many followers of Jesus have experienced what really is the satisfaction of waiting on God God keeping his promises after a very long time of waiting and the confidence of knowing how faithful God is. Last year, we spent a lot of time with a friend of ours by the name of Habakkuk. Any of you remember him? And Habakkuk told us this, Habakkuk 2.3. He said, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, we might say, though it seems very slow. Wait for it, he says, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. It will not be late. Abraham and Sarah have been waiting about 25 years for the son that God promised them. Let's just stop for one second. 25 years. Some of you aren't even 25 years old yet. Think back 25 years if you were waiting for a promise. And not only that they would have a son, but that Abraham would be the father of many. That he would have offspring as much as the stars in the sky and the sand and the seashore. 
And all along through the 10 chapters we have been studying, God keeps reminding him of this promise. You know, if, if we didn't know any better, we might be like, God, stop rubbing my face in it, would you? Stop it. And so for 25 years, no son, no daughter for that matter, no kids at all. In chapter 15, Abraham had an idea. God, excuse me, just a, just a question. Can I just ask you this? How about my servant? Maybe, maybe we'll use him as, as my offspring. Maybe he will be, be the one to inherit all the promises. And God says, nope, no, no, not, not him. In chapter 16, his wife got tired of the waiting. Remember that. And she said, why don't you uh, be intimate with my maidservant, and then the child will, if it's a boy, uh, we want him, he will be ours. And they had a son. But the Lord says, nope, 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 nope. That's not what I promised you. That was not my plan. That was not my promise. That was your idea. When we came to chapter 17, Sarah was 89 89. How many 89-year-old women do you know want to have a child? <laughs> Our grandson comes over. He's not even three. We put him to bed, and we're in bed five minutes after he's in bed. <laughs> and we're not close to being 89, although it feels that way when he comes over. He's watching right now. We love you, buddy. I love you. I love you, buddy. Sarah's 89. Abe is Abraham's 99, and God promises them again. Promises This promise comes directly to Abraham, and Abraham laughs to himself, but God knows he's laughing, and it's one of those laughters that's sort of half joy and half unbelief. Sort of like, are you kidding? And, and, and he says to God, how about, my son from the maidservant. How about Ishmael? God says, no, no, that's, that's not it. He says, you're going to have a boy. And his name is going to be Isaac. The name Isaac means laughter or he laughs. It's interesting, the names in the Bible. It's a, it's a, it's a funny thing because the name laughter, perhaps every time for the rest of his life after he has this son, if God comes through, Every time he laughs, he will remember God's promise and God's deliverance. Do you have anything in your life that just reminds you of, of God's deliverance? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe for some of you, uh, I know some of you, you've said to me over the years, like, I don't know how God even preserved my life. I should be dead. So every time you look in the mirror, you think, I should be dead, but I'm not. Thank you, God. So maybe every time he laughed, he would, it would be a reminder of that. In the next chapter, chapter 18, God visits him, a physical manifestation of the Lord with two angels, and he says that he's gonna, they're going to have a son, and Sarah laughs. And do you remember what the Lord said to her? It's our theme for this year. Is anything too hard for the Lord? He says, I'll be back next year. You'll have a son. Then last week in chapter 20, for the second time that we know of, we don't even know if it happened more than this, Abraham risks it all 
in this, this just terrible time of unbelief, and he tells a pagan king that his wife is his sister, and yet God, in his faithfulness, doesn't go, I need to find another father of many nations. No, God is determined to keep the promises that he makes to his sinful people. I don't know about you, but I find that so encouraging. I find that so encouraging because I will never be not sinful. You don't all have to agree so much with that statement. But I'm so thankful that God agrees to keep his promises. And now for Abraham and Sarah, after years of discouragement, it's interesting, 2,000 years later, the Apostle Paul will write in Romans 4, that Abraham considered him and his wife to be as good as dead at this point. But now is the time for the title of our message, A Miraculous Birth. A Miraculous Birth, as they continue to venture into the unknown. Now, it's really miraculous births. Because from one miraculous birth came the nation of Israel. And through the family line came the Lord Jesus Christ. And through the Lord Jesus Christ came the church. And through the Lord Jesus Christ and the church and the power of the Spirit and the Word of God, if you are a follower of Jesus came you in a miraculous second birth. If if you're not a follower of Jesus, hey, maybe today's your day. Why is all this history important? Well, because this miraculous birth, this son of promise, both the miraculous birth and the son of promise are all because of the grace of God. There is nothing Abraham and Sarah did to deserve it. And the same is true for you if you are a child of God, if you've put your trust in Jesus Christ. There is nothing we have done to deserve it. It is just the grace of God. So let's look at verses 1 and 2 in Genesis 21. I want to read these verses twice. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken, for Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age and at the the set time of which he had spoken to him. Now, sometimes what happens when we read the Bible happens to me all of the time until I spend a lot of time when I study for a sermon going through a text very slowly over and over and over again. It's really easy, at least for me, to keep my eyes on Abraham and Sarah. But let's reread what we just read with our eyes focused on the Lord. And the Lord visited Sarah. He came. He said he would come and he came. Another version says he dealt with her. Another version says he was gracious to her as he had 
said. He came and was gracious just like he said he was going to do it. He didn't say how long. So some of the promises he's made to you and to me, he hasn't said how long, but he has said, I will come. I'm going to do it. On Wednesday nights, we're talking about the fact that Jesus is returning and how we are to get ready for it. If you missed it last Wednesday, be patient. Stop grumbling. That's enough to keep us busy, isn't it? So he visited as he had said. He came, was gracious as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. He did what he promised to do. Verse 2, for Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age. They're 90 and 100 now. At the set time or the appointed time, similar word that Habakkuk used, of which God had spoken to him. So verse 1, we said that we see that God came and did what he said he would do. And in both verses, he says to Sarah, he did for Sarah as he had spoken. And in verse 2, he did for Abraham as he had spoken. You see, God's promises are sure and will be fulfilled at the appointed time. What does that mean, the appointed time? Well, the term when the Lord visits means when the Lord intervenes. Now, let me tell you something that amazes me about the Bible. Ten chapters of workup for this, and this is it. Oh, yeah, they had the baby. Two verses. I mean, the scriptures, when it comes to the promises of God, are so matter-of-factly about it. Jesus is telling his apostles, we're going to Jerusalem, they're going to kill me. We're going to Jerusalem, they're going to kill me. Peter's like, no, they're not. Yes, we are. Get behind me, Satan. We're going to Jerusalem, they're going to kill me. He's telling the people, you're going to kill me. He's te- All along, we're leading up to that. What does it say in the Bible? And they crucified him. That's it. That's it. It's so matter-of-factly. It's like verses one and two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A 90-year-old woman had a baby. Like it happens every day. It's so, the Bible, when it comes to the promises of God, this is one of the reasons why I believe the Bible and I believe the promises of God are so sure. That when they happen, it's so understated. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's like, well, of course it happened. He said he would do it. What do you, duh. It's remarkably unremarkable. The passage makes it very clear, despite the doubts of Abraham and Sarah, despite the actions of Abraham and Sarah, the Lord did it. The Lord was gracious. And the same is true for all followers of Jesus. The Lord will keep his promises, the ones that he has made, when? At the appointed time. Now, you and I may waver while we're waiting for those promises, but guess who won't waver? God won't waver. You and I may try and help him along. Guess who doesn't need our help? Some people say, I've been trying to do things for myself. I've been trying to help God hurry along his problems. And I always go, how's that going for you? 
because I know the answer. <laughs> Not going so well. You and I might be and will be faithless, but God is faithful. I find it also so encouraging, and and this is for those of you who would consider yourself older. I have no idea who considers themselves older. There's nothing that blesses my socks. There's a few things that bless it more, but one of the things that totally bless my socks more is people who are 90 years old and think that they're like, you know, 30. I, I just, I love it. I love it. My grandfather was like that. He was 90. He'd be like, he used to call me Jamie. Hey, Jamie, me boy, you want to you fight a little? You want to go a few rounds with your grandpa? <laughs> I'm like, okay, Pop, sit down, man. <laughs> right? He's like, I still got it. Right? I'm like, oh, you, you do, man. I would, because he would. He could take me. I would never hit him. Right? <laughs> but, so, but one thing about whether you consider yourself old or you are the youngest person in this room, I won't point out who the youngest person in this room is. God's promises are for you, too. Whether you're old or young or in between, you're never going to be too old and you're never going to be too young. Now, maybe you're thinking through the promises of God and, or the callings of God on your life and you know what they are and you, and you think, I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't have experience, I don't have energy, I got too much going on. You know, I hope that God just keeps gnawing at you. And that is someone who felt the call to be a pastor and fought it off for about 15 years. 15, I, just, I was like, no way, man. You see, when you have all of these things, you say that you don't have, you don't have, you don't have time, you don't have money, you don't have experience, you don't have energy. Whatever the Lord calls you to, he will give you. He will give you what you need. What's our part? Attitude and effort. Attitude and effort. I know the parents probably don't like this, but I I tell the kids, I know your parents want you to go home with straight A's, but God wants great attitude and effort. Because you know what? If you have great attitude and effort, you will always be a success in life. You will. Maybe not the way the world sees it. To be honest, I think a lot of the things that we say are our limitations, if God has really asked us to do something, those things are just excuses. The real issue is the battle between, and it was for Abraham and Sarah, the promises and power of God and our doubts. That's the big battle. God is both faithful and detailed. He knows what he is doing. Our part is to trust and obey. And a big part of trusting and obeying, and it will be easier to trust and obey when we are convinced that God keeps his promises. And that's why some of this stuff is in the Bible. So we see that other people waited for God to keep his promise. Well, let's look at verse three. We see here, Abraham obeys the Lord and and does what he was told to do in chapter 17. And Abraham called the name of of his son who was born to him, who Sarah bore to him, Isaac. He didn't call him Abraham, he called him Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old as God had commanded him. Now, it's very interesting as we go through this passage in just what we're in this morning, after 25 years of waiting, 
Abraham says nothing. He just obeys. You know, this is a very important thing to remember, Christian. When God fulfills his promises, when God delivers us from something, make it your immediate response to be grateful and obedient. Not to be a slacker. Not to think that you got it under control. You see, when we obey God, that is one of the ways that that we express our love for him. That is one of the ways we thank him. That is one of the ways that we exhibit our trust in him. Verse 5 says, Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born. So, so we, we get the age numbers again. We keep getting them so we know it's a miraculous birth. So we know that Isaac was only born because of the miraculous power of a faithful God who keeps his promises. When I taught through the Psalms, it just changed my world. The Psalms will change your world, especially when you see the way some of the psalmists talk to God. Whenever I start to doubt God, I will say, I remember a passage like this and I'll say, okay, God, I'm waiting. And I remember Abraham and Sarah waited, but you came through. You're coming through for me. I know it. Like I have to, I'm reminding God of his promises. But you know, God's not like, oh, thanks, Jim, I forgot. (laughs) No, what is that doing? That's strengthening my soul. That's strengthening me from the inside out, and it will do the same for you. Verse 6 and 7 says, And Sarah said, God has made me laugh. Now, it's not, she's, these are the laughters of joy. His promised miracle, she's saying, has brought joy to my life. And all who hear, everyone who hears about this old lady having this son will laugh with me. She also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Now, there's more to it than meets the eye there. You know that you think, well, okay, you're watching this 90-year-old woman nursing her son. What is that proof of? That it's her baby. See, they could have just got a kid from anywhere and said, oh, look what God did. But that was proof. So Abe, you know, I call him Abe, Abraham, he doesn't, he doesn't get a word in. Sarah does all the talking, or should we say Sarah does all the laughing? Sarah has gone, for, she's, she's gone the distance. She has gone from complete heartache and doubt and despair to laughing in unbelief, to now the laughter of joy. So just picture it. There she is, holding that little baby, 
there's Abraham, the proud papa, and we're gathered around this family. Listen. Do you hear something? I hear the laughter of God's triumphant grace and mercy. I hear the angels going, <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> he did it again. You see, here's the thing, loved ones. And, and for those of you who are new to the faith, it's going to take time for you to, to be able to make a statement like this. God delights in fulfilling his absurd promises. <laughs> he just loves it. If you will, he loves to flip us out. <laughs> you see, but it was only the eyes of faith that sees what God is doing in Isaac. From the pain of waiting to the triumph of grace. Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Changed by Love brings you the great hope of the gospel to equip you to reach others with this transforming message. In a world filled with fear and mistrust, Pastor Jim provides the path to freedom in a clear and transparent style. Changed by Love needs your help to reach thousands, including your friends and neighbors. Find out the ways you can team financially with Changed by Love by visiting our website at changedbyloveradio.org or call 862-217-9686. Pastor Jim would love to hear your story and how Changed by Love has impacted your life or someone you know. Your encouragement goes a long way. Thank you for spending time with Pastor Jim Kevney and Changed by Love.